was telling me to do. I, I have 9.14. Okay. You have 9.14? Oh, oh, two. Chayvus Tochen. Um, okay. I would ask of everyone, you know, we're learning things, and book learning is not, is only book learning, safer learning, safer learning. If, if I may be so bold as to suggest, you know, as you go through your day and we learn things, it's good to, to think about them, to, to think of examples. Maybe I'm not saying enough examples in everyday life or stories, but you really, they're universal themes, and I'm sure you can think yourselves of things that come up. I'm sure they come up a multitude of times on a daily basis. And if you recognize it and you say, hey, you know, this." Something we've talked about. Uh, that, that would be the main benefit, obviously, of what we're learning. Okay, so we're learning we're learning about the benefits of Bitochen. So benefit number one was that Hashem... The benefits, that's the Hakdom. The Hakdom is to talk you into it and to advertise Bitochen. And He gives you the benefits of Bitochen. So number one benefit is that Hashem responds. And we explained last week the concept... That some understand that to be the essence of bitachon, but the Chavis does not understand it that way. It's a benefit of bitachon. If you have proper bitachon, if you work on your bitachon, the perf- the perfect bitachon is you know is something we strive for and can take a lifetime to reach. But you have to make a choice. Who are you relying on? If you rely on other forces, Hakadosh Baruch Hu may just well say, okay. But if you rely on Hashem, He responds. That's benefit number one. Benefit number two, and we tried to give the marshal with the guy with the car service, Tzuri below Avlosabo. That that would be the dynamic. Mogen hula cholacholsim bo. Ashrei adam, right? B'chabot chavoseinu b'tchu v'atafalatemo. Trust in Hashem, He responds. That's the first benefit. The benefit number two, is that you won't you won't kowtow, you won't give in to, to evil. That you'll be an independent person, you'll feel free, and you won't be concerned, you won't be scared. And this has two ramifications. One ramification is that you'll speak up, and this is considered the second benefit, that you'll speak up if something's wrong, you won't hide, you won't be afraid to speak up you'll speak up against things that are not correct you'll give tochacha of course to give tochacha to an individual you have to know how There's no, even though the Chavitavavas used the funny Russian that almost as if to say like you won't care if you embarrass someone and certainly we know that the mitzvah of tochacha is given hand in hand with, with the iser to embarrass somebody so you have to know how to give tochacha. You have to give tochacha out of love, out of concern. The person has to feel that you care about him or her. The Chavit Halvada says, in another part of the Sefer that I'm learning Thursday night with the men, he says, tochacha, how can anybody give tochacha? You're not superior to that person. You don't know what's going on in his mind, in his heart. You don't know what Nisyonos he faces. How can you ever give tochacha? And he says, a beautiful point, he says, it really should be required reading for every parent, for every mechanic, for every educator, for every 
relationship. He says, we look at people with, I'm getting, we look at people with chitoniastika eyes. We see someone that dresses a certain way or that acts a certain way even, and we think, he says, you don't know, you don't know what's going on in their heart. They might be loyal to Hashem. They may, they may, they may have avas Hashem. Their hearts might be overflowing with emuna and bitachon. You, you don't read minds. Oh, they're not acting correctly, he says. They don't know. You have to educate them. That's how you should look at any tochacha. You're not better than anyone because you don't know what's doing in their hearts. They may be, they may be mechalei Shabbos, but they, Hashem created the world in six days, and he, Shabbos, Hashem created the world. He doesn't know. He doesn't realize. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. He was never taught, or he doesn't realize how important it is. Meanwhile, you think of yourself as a, as a Shomer Shabbos, and you eat the meal, you go to sleep after the chant, you sleep. What's, Shabbos doesn't mean anything to you. Maybe that person's much more of a real Shomer Shabbos than you are. That is to say, he has to be, he or she has to be taught and educated. Chazal describes Tochacha in that other part of the Sefer as an educational, merely educational. You're not judgmental. You're not superior. You can't, you, you cannot never be judgmental on another person, he says, because you don't know what's going on in their hearts. You can only be educational. Think of Tochacha as the person doesn't know, doesn't realize, was never taught, doesn't is not fully aware of how they look or how they should look or how they should dress or how they should act. They don't, they don't know. So you educate them and you come with love and with concern that they're such good people but they don't know what to do. That's why you have to give tochacha. So when he says here, don't care if you embarrass someone, what's his lashon? He says you'll feel free <coughs> So I don't know. It, I'm not, it, it means you, you won't. I, I'll interpret it to mean that you'll give tochacha and you won't like be worried. Oh, maybe he'll feel embarrassed. It doesn't mean to embarrass him publicly. That's an iser. You're not allowed to. It means many times we think, let's say, some, let's say, a person has a boss. And the boss, someone, someone asked me a shayla this week. They, they have internet mices with the, with the web, and their boss wants them to download, you know, copyrighted software. And they, they, they wants them to do it. I say, you're not allowed to. By the way, if a shayla comes up, ask me. Sometimes you are allowed to. I'm not pascaling now. I'm just this particular case was, it was what we. Uh, we try to avoid the word gzela, but it's gzela, yeah. <laughs> Geneva, not gzela. It's actually technically Geneva, not gzela. So he says, but his boss, I said, you have to tell the boss are from Jew. I said, you have to tell him it's also. No, he doesn't know. Tell him it's also. I'll embarrass him. You know, sometimes we refrain from giving tochacha because we feel the person will be embarrassed. It doesn't mean publicly, chas v'shalom. Even privately, he'll be embarrassed and he'll lash out. Because he'll go into defensive mode. That's what the Chavis Hodos is talking about. Don't be afraid of him. Don't be afraid he'll get mad at you. Don't be afraid. If a person has bitochem, they're not afraid to give tochacha. They're not afraid to speak up. They're not afraid of looking foolish even. They don't, 
then Bitochon, Hashem is going to take care of them. So if they look foolish, what's wrong? And if everybody turns around and, and makes fun of you because you're from, you act from, can't you be, you don't care. You have to be talking that Hashem is going to take care of you. That's all you're calm. So that's one ramification of that independent feeling that you're an independent person. You're not dependent on others if you have bitachon. And the second ramification is you get caught up in evil yourself many times. Not just a question of tochacha. But, you know, like I said, the boss asks you to do something or your friend asks you to do something and it's not 100% kosher or lush and horror. It happens all the time, and you, you don't want to lose a friend. Like you're, you know, aware that with this person, but you don't want to lose a friend. But that independence. Although this brings down now, Hakadosh Baruch Hu considers it a big mila when a person has this fr- feeling of being independent, not being dependent on others for validation. Not being, you always have to be considerate of other people's feelings. Those are mitzvahs in the Torah. That's, we're not negating those mitzvahs, but you don't need their validation. You don't need their approval for your validation. That's what Bitochen does for you. It lifts you up. And I want to add to what the Chavis Halvoba says in this paragraph, that once you develop that feeling of independence, it really frees you to go do things and accomplish things because you're not so hesitant anymore but I need uh, I need this person to approve and what will this person think and you, you, you just you break out of that whole thing and all of a sudden it's just like you and the Rabbana Shalom and, and say hey this has to be done I'm going to go do it so you and Hashem likes independent people. That's why the Chavos Alvavos at the end of this paragraph quotes all of these psukim. He quotes four or five psukim that tells the Navi not to be afraid. Now, when the Chavos Alvavos is quoting all these psukim, you might say, "Well, if I take the Navi in context of the Navi Dafka, the Navi was afraid Klal Yisrael would." Kill them. I don't know. They're standing up and they're talking to Bnei Yisrael about doing Avodah Zorah and about not giving enough tzedakah and about Benadam Achadera, all the things that the Nevi'im talked about. And, and they, they're too into the Beis HaMikdosh, meaning that they put all their efforts into ritual. And where is the Asos Tzedakah Mishpat, Vatsnei Lechesim Alokecha, and the, the Nevi'im. The Nevi'im saw that, you know, they, they talked very harshly to Klal Yisrael, extremely harshly. By the way, that Chavis Halvavis that I told you a few minutes ago said that the, only the Nevi'im had a right to talk harshly to Klal Yisrael because Hashem knows what's in a person's heart. So although you could never talk harshly to a person and be judgmental, the Nevi'im did... And don't look at the Navi and say, well, he spoke harshly to Klal Yisrael, and he was judgmental. She says, ah, no, 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 no. That's because Hashem told the Navi what was in their hearts. Hashem knows what's in the hearts. So then you can be judgmental. If Hashem tells you this person is a rotten person, that there's something rotten inside of him or her, so then you know it because Hashem told you. <laughs> then you can be judgmental. 
But otherwise, if Hashem doesn't give you a private line to a person's thoughts, you, can, you, can, you should never be judgmental. You don't know what's going on in a person. You don't know what Nisyonos they are. You don't know their background. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know... Chavzalovus is very... I, that Chavzalovus, I told the shul, after we, I told the men, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I told the men. You're the shul, not the men. Okay, I told them that it has to be required reading for every person. Anyway, so that's what he says. So the Navi talked very harshly to Klal Yisrael. So Hashem always said, don't be afraid. It wasn't just don't be afraid that you'll get killed. Otherwise the Chavis Halvavos wouldn't bring it down. One, two, three, four, five psukim in this paragraph where he tells you not to be afraid of your boss and not to be ashamed of your friend and etc., etc., not to be afraid that your children won't get into a certain school if you don't act a certain way. That's the second benefit, is not to kowtow to something that's incorrect or inappropriate or wrong. So don't be afraid. And he brings out all of these tzukim. If you look inside at the end of the second paragraph, at the end of the paragraph that it talks about this, I hope everyone's with me, the second benefit Kemaimer Hanovi, it's the last few lines, as the Novi says, Vashem Alokim Yazarli, Al Kain Lonichlomti, I'm not embarrassed. Al Kain Samti Ponaika Halomish, I'm like a rock. For Ada, Kilo Evosh, I'm not ashamed. I'm not, I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm going to stand up and say it. <coughs> of course, again, I, you know, I'm not embarrassed people, you know, but it means it's not talking about such circumstances where indeed, you have to be careful of what you say al pitora. You know, let it make someone feel bad. Certainly not berabim, and so on and so forth. The Omar and the Navi says al tiro mayhem, and, and like al tiro, don't be afraid of them. Umi divreham al tiro, don't be afraid of the words they'll hurl at you. They'll call you a framat. They'll call you this. They'll call you that. They'll say you're old-fashioned. They'll say you don't understand. Don't be afraid. Hakadosh Baruch Kodesh Baruch Hu values courage. He values independence. He values people who just don't go along with the crowd at the expense of their own values and their own understandings, their own understandings of what's right and wrong. The Omar midivrehem al-tira, don't be afraid of their words, umitnehem al-techos, maybe he's stressing also the fact Obviously, it's not just that they shouldn't get killed, because it's midivrehem altira. Don't be afraid of their words, at the names they'll call you, what they'll think of you. Uh, who knows what it could do? For, you know, we have neighbors, we have schools, we have shaduchim. Everybody's always, everybody's always worried. Look, everybody's scared. Look around in the world. People are scared to speak up. People are scared to scared. What's this one going to think of me? Word will get back to that, and then who knows what they'll say. Don't be afraid. That's what Bitochon does for you. You're not afraid. It means in a good cause, he's saying. You're not afraid of evil. You're not afraid of what, of, of violating your value system. For Omar, Pazikin Yirmiya, Altiro Bipnehem. Don't be afraid of them. For Omar, Kishomir Chazak Mitzor, like the Shomir worm, that's stronger than a rock. It looks weaker than the rack, right? This is the famous legendary shomer that Shlomo Melech used to cut the stones for the base mikdash. 
so it's that's what you have to feel. You're facing a rack, but you and you're like a little worm. But you, the shomir, a shomir can be stronger than a rack. Nasati mitzchacha. I made your forehead. In 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 Navi, uh, 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 the forehead is is a, a met, I don't know if it's a metaphor or it's the way the Navi describes stubbornness and even azusponim, which is not a good midah. But against evildoers, it is. I want, I'll tell you. Wait one second. Los tira also los Can I trouble you, please, for Mishnah Brura Chelak Aleph Chelak Rishon? There should be six volumes, and we need Aleph. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're talking about this Azus, and and this is a benefit of Bitachon. So so it says in the beginning. You shouldn't be embarrassed from people who make fun of you. This is the first sin in Shulchan Aruch. Lo you shouldn't be ashamed that may bnei Odom who will make fun of you in Avodas Hashem. So the Mishnah Brura says, okay, this is technical stuff, but it's worthwhile to hear. Brura says, don't be embarrassed, but you shouldn't develop the meat of Azus, brazenness. You know, don't fight with them. Walk away and do your thing. Don't don't fight with them. Because the meat of Azus, very bad meat. Terrible meat. And it's not good to become an Azponim, a brazen person, because then you'll become brazen in Shalob Avodas Hashem. And that's, that's certainly not good. So when you have this situation, don't be ashamed, but walk away. Don't, 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 don't come. Don't you know? Don't confront. Now we know that it's sometimes it says have az kanemer. That's one of the things. Rose katzvi gibu kari az kanemer v'kal kanesher. So do have to be az sometimes. So when yes, if not here. So very technically, dear halacha, which is the shabbos, where he uh, elaborates on halachas, he says. He says, this that I just said is only when you're doing a mitzvah for yourself. You're doing a mitzvah. You're a private person doing a mitzvah and people are making fun of you. It doesn't mean just making fun. There are many ways we could be... I ask you to think of examples as you go through your day. There's many ways we could be ashamed to do the right thing even if people are not overtly mocking us. But that's just the most extreme case where people are mocking you. So you have to not care. And if you learn this halacha, by the way, this is the chaybis hamalos that we're learning. That this is a benefit bitachon gives you, that you will be able to fulfill this halacha of not to be ashamed of people making fun of you, because when they can't do anything to you, when they don't make fun of you, Hashem is with you. Hashem is going to provide you with what you need. So when you have bitachon, you can do this. Now I just want to speak out that chaybis hamalos talks even stronger. But the Mishnah Bruce says, don't be an Azponim. Just walk away. But then the Bir Alacha says, that's only a, th- a question of your private mitzvah. 
So don't fight with them. Just walk away and do your own thing. But if there are people who are influencing others, influencing others, you have no right to walk away and just do your own thing because you have to stand up to that person. And that's where it says Aliyaz Kanemer. When, that's what the Bir Halacha explains. Although in the Mishnah Brewer he writes, just don't be ashamed, but don't be, don't develop the Midah of Azus, which is a terrible Midah. So in the Bir Halacha it says, you don't have that luxury where there are people who are influencing others, and they are having, a, 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 they're a bad influence. They're, so then you have to stand up, and you have to say no. This is you even have to fight with them. You have to be, you have to be strong, and that's when you. That's where it says the come on there when you're facing such a situation. So when the Bir Halacha, when the Chavis Halvavos here talks very strongly that you should don't be afraid and to be strong and be a Shomir Chazak Mitzor Nosati Mitzchecha. That's what made me realize. You say Nasati Mitzchecha is really a, a metaphor for Azus. That's evildoers that are affecting others. So you don't have the luxury and you have to do it with Bitochon. And then we probably you have the other Abba Havi Az Kanamir. Okay, we'll move on to benefit number three. Benefit number three. You see, if a, if a child, you know, has a friend that's not a good influence on him. If you feel this, we all have this. And I, I get such, you know, think of life examples. You know, he's my son's friend. He's my daughter's friend. And that's bitachon. You got bitachon. They'll get another friend. They'll develop. Maybe you have to listen to perkeiavos and kenei there. You'll have to spend a little money, make a good Shabbos party in your house and invite the class over. They'll develop other friends. This is all part of what he's talking about. You can't let inappropriate situations continue because you're afraid. That's bitachal. Don't be afraid. Okay. The third benefit... The third benefit is Shabboteach al Hashem Yivieu Bitchono Lefanos Machshevosa Meyinyone Haolam Ulatayrus Nafsho B'Maisei Hamishmas. Benefit number one is Hashem will respond to your bitachon. I'm sorry, I'm going to do this a lot. You'll have to communicate with me privately if it's if it's getting very tedious and you don't like it. Benefit number one, because this is how the Chagas Haldovus works. He's, he's very methodical and he's always making lists and he's counting out things and it's always, and it's good. You walk around your day, you could review because he's always very numbers oriented. So benefit number one is Hashem will respond in kind to your bitachon. Benefit number two is you develop freedom and independence of people. You're not afraid of people, you're not ashamed. You're going to do the right thing. Benefit number three, he says, is that you're free to focus on Olam Haba, on being a servant of Hashem. Because what are people, what are people weighed down with? They're weighed down with Olam Hazeh. They are. They're weighed down with temporal things. Now why are they weighed down with temporal things? So, this is already, I'm hearing this to the Chavis 
Sometimes it's taiva. It's true. Sometimes we're caught up in Olam because we have taiva. That's not what the Chavis Malbavis is addressing now. He's addressing that either most or much of being caught up in Olam Hazer is because we're afraid. We want security. We want financial security. We're afraid. We want financial security. We want to be make sure that we are not left in the lurch. And this really, <laughs> it envelops our lives. We don't even realize how much of our lives are caught up in temporal Olam Hazet things because of this gnawing fear that what's going to be. And this affects our choice of schools. It affects our own lives. It affects how much time we spend on different things. We're afraid. We're afraid. We're afraid of being left in the lurch financially. That we're not gonna not gonna be able to afford X, Y, Z. He's not talking about when it's taiva. That's a different battle. That's not a battle of bitachon. That's a different battle. But the third benefit is that you're free to concentrate on being an Eved Hashem and doing Hashem's will because you're not weighed down with always with concern and worry of financial security. Umeham, and another benefit, benefit number three, to clear his mind and his thoughts not to be always focused on Olam Hazeh, to purify his soul by doing Hashem's will. Now Hashem's will is not always, Hashem's will is whatever Hashem's will is that we should be doing at this particular point in time. So the Chavis Halvavus will see, as we learn Shara Bitochem, Chavis Halvavus believes <laughs> believes in going to work I don't want to hear a sigh of relief <laughs> but he does, you could have a sigh of relief when I'm not listening because he does He's very. That's what. But that's Hashem's will and that's how you have to think of it and once you think of it that way your whole life will be transformed first of all because 24 hours a day you'll be in heaven Hashem you're doing Hashem's will all you have to do is focus on that for men, it's when they go to work. For women, it's when they're doing laundry, and cooking. They're doing Hashem's will. You're never Hashem 24 hours a day. There's no higher level than that. You just have to focus on that and think that way. And once you think that way, your whole life will change. But the point I'm making here in the Chavis Halbovus is he's not trying to... But you won't be scared. You won't be nervous. I have people, it happens all the time. People do things that they should not be doing. People start working, I'm talking now about men, they start working late, going in early, this seder of learning. With women, it's things that are done, you know, again, for financial security, to feel secure. He says, you're free. You're free from that. And you're able to focus on doing Hashem's will. When you have bitachon. Because Hashem's going to take care of you. That's all. It's as simple as that. Hashem will take care. 
if you do what you're supposed to do, so Hashem will take care of you. See, all of a sudden you're it's like a Hashem right? That's the most famous <coughs> pasuk about bitachon. You have a fifty-ton weight lifted off your shoulders in one second. It's not one second. It's a lifetime of work. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said it that way. But if you think of it that way, then all of a sudden you unload yourself. You're not worried anymore. How am I going to marry off my children? Oh my goodness. So it's a worry. And and, and, and again, is a says Hashem's will is that you you go to work and earn money. This is what Hashem wants you to do. But but you have to know where it's coming from, and therefore you're not worried. You're not always. I say you're not always worried because I'm speaking already at the beginning of our avoda, where we're always worried and we're always concerned, and that's and we're obsessed with it. People are obsessed with security. What about the person that they can't pay for whatever they need? If a person if a person is poor, yeah. So what is your question? So, but they have a tachon Hashem, but yet they still can't make a wedding money or whatever. You're talking, uh, I'm not sure, you're talking to the person who's in the situation where he needs $20,000, yeah. or he needs $30,000, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's poor, so, so that's like the person that takes the bus and doesn't right. get the usual line. The person, people, there is, there are, there's poverty in the world, yes, there's poverty in the world, and there is sickness in the world, and there's, uh, there's there are tragedies in the world. People develop illnesses, unfortunately. People are poor. When that's the situation, it has to be dealt with. We're talking... If someone would ask me, should I put... As of others, we'll be talking about this, by the way, but I'll... If someone would say, should I start working now, and maybe I'll work an extra half hour a day, and I'll start putting aside money for my to marry off my daughter, which needs a hundred thousand dollars. I'm just picking a number. So I would say yes, of course you should. If you if if, if the normal life says that you that you indeed let, let's assume for a moment that the normal that the the, the, the norm is that you need a hundred thousand dollars to marry off a child. So say of course you should start now saving. Uh, I don't know, ten thousand dollars a year. If you know, in ten years you have to make a wedding. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with long range planning, if that's the norm. If that's if that's if that's the norm, it's not always the norm. Sometimes we have a fear. I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to have this. I'm going to have that. That's not true. People get married without that. It's not necessarily the norm. So we're really talking about, or, or people end up. They don't enslave their whole lives because they must come up with that or else. That's, those are the different levels of Bitochen that we'll be learning about. The Chavis will talk about long-range planning and planning for retirement. That will be a, an issue in, in Shara Bitochen. We'll be learning about that. He addresses that very directly. Right now, we're, just, we're talking in very, very broad terms whether you're focused on Olam Hazer or focused on being an Evan Hashem. Benefit number three of Bitochon is that it frees you from this constant involvement, from this constant focus of Olam Hazer 
which is mostly caused, he's saying here, by financial worries, and it frees you to focus on being an Ebed Hashem, doing the will of Hashem. Yeah. Maybe in that situation where the person says, should I work an extra half hour so that I could save my daughter's wedding, maybe he would have been learning that half hour. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like you said, definitely. Maybe... Every case is different. I shouldn't have talked about such a specific case. I really meant to say that the Chazabalos is not against long-range planning if that's the norm. If you know that in a month you're going to need $1,000, or you know that in a year you'll need 2000 or you know that in 10 years you will indeed need 10000 then, yeah, you have to start saving now. It's not going to appear by miracle at the end of 10 years, $10,000. But there's a lot of conditions that have to be met before you mortgage your life away. You have to know that indeed you're going to need it. Like Vadai, you'll need it. And without, and it's the norm, and therefore it's the norm like like working to put bread on the table. That's also a norm. right? The only heter to do that is because that's the norm. And bread will not magically appear on your table if you don't work and earn. So if if you need a car... If you need a car, a loaf of bread costs 10 shekel. A car costs considerably more. <laughs> so if you need a car, just like bread's not going to pop up on the table by magic, a car's not going to pop up by magic in your driveway. So you have to do the norm in order to be able to buy a car, if you indeed need it. That's all I meant to say. But it frees you from being obsessively focused on your secu- on your financial wherewithal. Is it wrong to say whatever happens will happen? I'm, I can't... You could say that. I don't consider that to be... that. that to my mind, that's not bitachon. That's a different midah. That's a different midah. That's a good midah. You, you could have that midah. If you put in your shtablis, then it becomes an issue of bitachon. Definitely. That's bitachon. If you put in your shtablis, shtablis meaning the norm, whatever the norm happens to be. So if you put in your shtablis and you say whatever happens, happens, that's fine. People, the mistake people make most of the time is that they, because they're really afraid, if they would go on a psychiatrist's couch, they would say they really don't have, they would see inside that they really don't have bitachon. And they make things the norm that are not at all the norm. People are getting married every day, hundreds of people, without the without the $100,000. They are. It's a, it's a, it's people are getting married without it. And people are surviving without X, Y, Z. So that's we have to be honest with ourselves. What's truly the norm? What's truly hechrech? What's truly hishtadlus? You know, sometimes we, I'm getting ahead of myself. We think of hishtadlus sometimes, Hashem allows us to give him a helping hand. <laughs> no, we're not giving Hashem a helping hand. That's not what Ishtadlus means. Ishtadlus, it's not even a good word, Ishtadlus. Mm-hmm. doesn't use that word. We're used to the word Ishtadlus, which means to try. I mean, Hashem wants us like, to help him along. Hashem doesn't need our help. But whatever word you use, Hashem wants us to go through the motions. That's what Hashem wants to impress upon us. He wants us, to, and he explains why. Why does Hashem want us to go through the motions 
if it's not really what's earning us the money. It's not really what's putting bread on the table. It's not really what's accomplishing it. It's all Hashem. He just, and, and it's so hard to live with this because he turns to me and say, you mean to tell me that if I stay home from work, there's going to be the same amount of money in the bank at the end of the week? And the answer is, there may not be because Hashem wants you to go through the motions. But you really have to work, and it's a lifetime of work to realize that there's no direct correlation between you're going to work and there being bread on the table. It's only an indirect correlation. Hashem is giving you the bread on the table. He wants you to go. Now, the motions may be, one of the reasons the motions is necessary is because he wants this Messiah in life. Because life in Olam Hazer consists of realizing that Hashem exists. And the whole Olam Hazer, I'm sure you're familiar with the word Olam, comes from the word Helam. It's hidden. And there's no Hashem. You see, there's a chair here. Hashem. But this chair is only here because Hashem wills it to be here. But we don't. Okay, like we say it, but... Now, be me and you, the chair is here. Like it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but, but it's not true. And this is a lifetime of work to realize that we're not looking at a chair, we're looking at the will of Hashem, that there be a chair here. And if he, if that will would seize, the chair would just not be here. And it's the same with money and putting bread on the table. But that's a lifetime of work. And the work in Olam Hazer is to really bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu, let's spoke about this Friday night, <laughs> Is, is to bring HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the world. And Bitochon is the most important vehicle where we realize that it's Hashem doing everything, Hashem making everything work, and we're just going through motions. Now, again, like I always say, you know, we're secretly relieved that Hashem wants us to go through the motions because we really don't believe that it's only going through the motions. But that's what the learning class hopefully will do for us, that he will impress upon us that we're just going through the motions that Hashem demands and Hashem wants, and He wants it for various reasons. He gives like three, four reasons why Hashem wants us to go through the motions. But that's really what it is. Can I ask you a couple yeah. questions? The one I got to understand, you said, Michal, you asked if, it's, um, if you just say to yourself, whatever is for the best, that's what Hashem's going to do, that's not bitachon. Why is that not bitachon? Uh, it's, it's a great need, though. But why is that not bitachon? Tochen is realizing that Hashem is the one doing everything. Hashem is getting you to Yerushalayim. Hashem is putting bread on the table. But then, That's what a bitachon is. If you realize that, then you realize that what Hashem can do can be... If you don't want to be result-oriented, if you don't want to take advantage of the first benefit of the Chavos Halbavos bitachon, you don't want to take advantage of it, which is that bitachon will get you the results... That's fine. That's, I'm that's, that's Hashem, fine. But I know that sometimes Hashem gets very painful results, and I don't want the painful result. That's what I'm like. Hashem, what? Like you have people who are ex- have extreme amounts of bitachon, and they have extreme pain in their life, whether it's financial or emotional, physical illness. Yeah. So I'm saying that, that's what's the odd. You have to be prepared to accept what Hashem okay. does. You have to be prepared, certainly, and. You have to be prepared to say If a person will be able to cope with 
results that seem tragic, that seem bad, if the way they can cope with that is by not expecting the results, okay. That Then that's a way of coping. Bitochen okay. means I'm relying on Hashem to everything. And I realize it's Hashem that's doing everything. And it's not my boss, and it's not the car, and it's not me, and it's not my intelligence, and it's not my know-how, and it's not the bank. It's Hashem. That's Bitochen. The Chavzal says the first benefit of having true Bitochen is that it will lead to results. He doesn't promise it will lead to results, but then you're result-oriented. And if you have reliance on the guy that's lending you the money, or on the guy that's paying, signing your paycheck, if that's what you want to have Bitochen on, because you always rely on something. So if you focus on that, then Hashem says, okay, let's see what happens. If, Since there are many tragedies in the world, and a person could even say, I don't really have the bitachon that's going to bring me the results. I am not the person that David HaMelech is talking about when he says, you know, Mogeim hu l'chol hachosim bo. I don't have that much bitachon, I'm afraid. Yikes. And therefore I can't really... I don't even expect good results, and if I just, you know, what Hashem, whatever you do is fine, you know. Okay? It's a way of coping. Can I just ask you, when you said the, the, the amount of effort that's generally used that people put in, like, <clears throat> there's so many millions of people, that, where do you find the norm? Like, there are people in, in Israel who wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning to clean houses, and they just get by with food on the table, and there's people who wake up very nicely at 8 o'clock, they go off to learn at 9, they come home at 1, I, I and, really, and they have bread on the table. I, 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 I don't want to answer you now, because I can't. We'll discuss that. How every person finds their level of bitachon. And, you know, every person works and ends up developing their own level. Okay. So, again, the third benefit is that the person is able to focus on being an Ever Hashem, because they're not so caught up in, 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 in other concerns, in concerns that drag you away from being an Ever Hashem. Vaziyah nafsho, he'll be calm and serene, the shalvas machshavosa, they won't be worried. Hashem wants you to be happy. They don't want you to be worried. Stop worrying about anyoni olam hazeh. And now, the says, if you develop bitochen in Inyani Olam Hazeh, you'll feel more financially secure. <coughs> you will be. Sorry, you will be more financially secure. And then now he launches into a... He wants you to imagine a counterfeiter. In his days, it was called an alchemist. They actually believed that people could create gold out of other metals with the right chemicals and everything. And they believed that it could happen. But it was counterfeit gold, right? It wasn't real gold. It was fake gold, so to speak. So, we, so now, when the Chavitavavas lived, they thought it was real. They thought the, the, the people could do that. They believed in this alchemy, I think it's called, I'm pronouncing it correctly. But, but, so we were going to, you know, 
a counterfeiting. So imagine you have the ability of a machine in your basement and you can produce, you can print counterfeit money. And whenever you want to, you go down to the basement and you close the window shades and you, you tell your wife or you tell your husband, I can't be disturbed for the next three, four hours, no phone calls. And you produce a couple of thousand dollars on the machine. Imagine you have the ability to do that. And then you come back upstairs and everything's fine. And whenever you need money, you go back downstairs. And you, so you say, nobody could be luckier or happier or more financially secure than this person. Right? So the Chavis HaVavos will now give ten ways, ten ways in which Abal Bitochon could feel, should feel, and is more secure than this counterfeiter. Ten problems the counterfeiter faces that a true Baal Bitochon does not face. So he says you're more secure and you're less worried than the Baal Hakimiya, which is the alchemist, that knows how to turn metals into gold, he knows how to do it, he knows the concept behind it, and he knows how to do it actually. And if you if you rely on Hashem for your needs, you are better than the alchemist What's wonder bread? Wonder bread is thirteen ways. Nobody here know I'm so old. Nobody knows about wonder bread. How many ways is wonder bread better than other breads? Thirteen ways. Eleven ways. Ten ways. They were better than other breads in eleven ways, I think. So here, the the Balbitachon is better than the alchemist in ten ways. Okay, Rabbi Greenspan. I don't know if any of you know who he is, but he's a a new force in the shul. He asked me to announce he's thinking, and he's one of these days he's going to get around. He wants to organize for the women a sort of partners in Torah program where stronger women, more learned women, more knowledgeable women will learn with weaker ones once a week in the shul. There's a snushin for an hour. Have like a partners in Torah type program in person, one-on-one. He asked me to announce it. He's going to be working on it when he first finishes with the men, which might take a couple of years. But <laughs> one of these weeks, one of these weeks in the very soon he hopes to organize such a program. And he asked me to announce it here tonight. So you... You're the first on the block to know about it. It's, it's an idea, but he's, he's, he's going to do it. So be prepared to get a phone call on these days. Okay. Good night. Thank you.